Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today, joining me on the third edition of the How Have You Been series of Mr. Nice Guy. That's what I've been calling it. Gotcha. So gotcha. when I was at when I came home for Thanksgiving, it was the Homecoming series, and I interviewed like Aaron and Stu and Alex and like nice. a couple other people. But nice. but. This is the How Have You Been series, because <laughs> <laughs> these are people I genuinely, like, have not seen since graduation that I'm yeah. having on uh, yeah. in the next week. So, uh, I'm, so I'm joining with me is an actor, director, very talented dude. Uh, he's in a, uh, he lives in New York right now, yeah. and uh, he has a, he's a part of a collective called Blackstone Ave. It's uh, relatively recently new, and uh, he has a bit part in... Uh, the uh, Netflix series Daybreak, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, all the things uh, about his passions, his artistry, and why he does what he does. So, John Levert, welcome to the show. Dude, thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to see you. Like, like you said, it's been a while. It is great to see so, you, too. And, uh, as, as we were talking about beforehand, uh, the beard, I love it. Yeah, thank you, man. Yes, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's, well... Disclaimer, I am going to great clips after this because I need it trimmed a little bit. <laughs> Dude, it is I looked in the mirror the other day and it's like like these hairs are oh, so shit. long. The baby hairs. Yeah, like my beard hairs. Right. Like it should it needs to be like more evened out. For it's sure. just so like I mean it's full. Right. But you get sick with the grizzly look and just go full. Yeah. <laughs> just go crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's cold outside, it's getting colder, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, today was nice though. Yeah, for sure. No, that's true. It's it's a lot colder in New York right now uh, than it is out here. Actually, out here really? it was like yeah, out here it's like fifty four degrees. In New York, it's like twenty. Damn. So I'm freezing out there. And Shit. Yeah, as we were, as my roommate Justin and I, uh, who's also a part of Blackstone Avenue, as we were driving out here, it was getting warmer and warmer and warmer. I'm like, great. Don't even need my mm -hmm. big winter coat anymore. Yeah. Uh, so you know that was, that was pleasant. It's, mm -hmm. It feels like spring. You know, it does. It's great. Good. It's refreshing. Yeah. Good time to be. Up. Good time to be back in Chicago. It is, yeah. yeah. Which is, I also saw in the news that it was like, <clears throat> uh, it's Christmas is supposed to be warmer than both Halloween and Thanksgiving here for the first time in 65 years. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Which is nuts. I mean, I'm not complaining because I love this shit. You know, I hate, I fucking hate the cold. Dude. I don't like cold. No. It sucks. I can't do it. Even though I live even farther up north. Yeah, yeah. People, no, I didn't realize how cold the Midwest was till it moved out to the East Coast, and I was like, oh wow, like this is as cold as it gets for mm -hmm. you guys. So me being in sub-zero temperatures in Chicago was like basically mentally prepping myself to go anywhere I wanted in the world because mm -hmm. it doesn't get much colder than Chicago. No. Especially like uh, like last year. It was crazy. Yeah, dude. Like negative 50 for yeah. a week. Yeah, that Bro. was that That was when it was like dangerous to be outside, outside with like, you know, with any exposed skin. Yep. Like I remember like my, I remember like I tried to like get some work done at a studio I was hosting my show at at the time. Yeah. That was like right when I was just getting started out. Right. And uh, like, I just remember like I was wearing like four coats <laughs> and like a, like a ski mask. Uh, I was wearing like a scarf on top of it. Mm. Um, mm. The only part of my, I, like my eyes were like all that was like exposed. And those can freeze too. But dude, yeah, like my eyes were like starting to like freeze shut. Oh my god! It was dude terrifying. It was awful. Yeah, well, I got somewhat lucky because I was shooting the show at the time, so I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which okay. was like 40, 50 degrees, and so I was out there during the the worst of it. And then when I, I came back, actually, the week that the, the end of that week. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, so I experienced about two days of it. Which was terrible, um, um, but like kind of cool to be like mm -hmm. to like see how it feels to like be you know in a freezer I guess yeah. uh, really really right cool yeah right um, uh, the the pipes in the apartment that I was subleasing at the time like froze and so the uh, the unit below us like completely filled up with water and I was oh like, god it's awful no the water worked and it was just bad that's like, terrible man it was an old building so Rough. like the AC was like non-existent I was like 
just a terrible time to be living in it. Sure, sure was. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's tragic. Hopefully it does not happen again. I hope... I hope... That, you know, the only thing that was good about that... That, like, two... The period of that whole, like... Brutally, bitterly cold couple days of Polar Vortex was that I watched like eight movies. Nice. <laughs> you know, I watched so many flicks. <laughs> I just like stayed in bed because, like, you know, everywhere was like yeah. my work was closed, like, everywhere was closed. There's no reason to even leave the house. Yeah. yeah. Put yourself through that. Yeah. That's like more movies than I've seen in like the last year. <laughs> Dude, I've Which seen. Is terrible. I like actually. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Right. What movies did you watch? Did you see anything you've been trying to catch up on? Because I have a massive list of movies that I've been, oh, like, sure. I keep going, yeah, yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, same, list. same, yeah. And so I also have a huge list, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just have been gradually working over it for about two years now. Oh, dope. dope. Um, gotcha. I got really into cinema the last couple of years. and um, Nice. So I gradually, like, I... It's something I just got really into as like a release for myself because like for sure I've always loved movies but yeah. I've like really needed to like force it force time in to yeah. that for them you know yeah yeah so uh, that day um, uh, I remember watching I was in like a science fiction bin uh, uh, phase that that day uh, so <laughs> I watched like Arrival oh that's a good movie that was a really good movie I watched Melancholia. Melancholia, I've heard of that. Who directs? Lars von Trier. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's it. That was one of the best science fiction movies I've ever seen. I gotta see that. Okay. Um, I'll add it to my list. Do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fabulous... It's about, like, uh... It's kind of, like, um... About existential dread. <laughs> in the face of, like... Oh, so me, every day. Right, right, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Existential dread? They made a movie about me and you? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's actually... That's wild. It's biographical. <laughs> <laughs> about us. Dead. No, it was about... It's kind of about, like, how diff how people act in different ways in the face of, like, impending yeah. doom. <clears throat> and because, like, the whole plot is that, like, a planet, yeah. like, a foreign planet, like, from outside of our solar system mm -hmm. is coming to, like is on a crash course to, like, collide with Earth. Mm -hmm. And, like, people, everyone has, like, you know, like... That's wild. V like, a very, like, a day to live or something like that before it happens. And, gotcha. uh, it's very striking visually. Apocalyptic concept, I thought, was, like, really cool. And, mm -hmm. uh, the s characters were, you know, just were very, like... It's cool to see how everyone was acting in, like, either yeah. despair or anger or... Or indifference, you know, like for sure. For sure. We'll, we'll have to mix and match some movies here because I do have a big list. But oh, yeah. um, point is, when it's really cold out, stay in and uh, be productive. Uh, del indulge in uh, in uh, you know catch up on things you need to catch up on: movies, music, shows. Yeah, man. your craft, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I feel like. Um, uh, I wouldn't say I've been struggling with that lately, but this past year I've kind of taken a uh, somewhat of a break, you know, just because after the show I was kind of like chilling for a bit, um, and you know, I, it was like, is there going to be season two? Should I prep for that? Can I really do a lot with my life and you know do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I didn't want to move to LA just yet, and I, I still plan to, mm -hmm. um, but I, I want to hone you know my craft as an actor. I want to get maybe a little better at directing and mm -hmm. some things and. Uh, uh, learn more about the essence of directing and like what and finding my voice because that's essential to yeah. you know creating a career if you don't have your voice who's going to hire totally, you because right. people go to directors for their you know for their their, their unique perspective on things mm -hmm. or style or whatever their concept like, their concept yeah. right like Lars von Trier or Denis Villeneuve who you know did Arrival is one of my favorite directors right now. Oh, the way. nice. Dude's like incredible. Um, I like uh, Harmony Corinne. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Harmony Corinne, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like, know. I haven't seen a lot of stuff. Spring Breakers and like just those weird surrealist or like uh, otherwise like youth drama movies. Like yeah, I, I like that shit a lot. Spring Breakers, like the one with the. Uh, What's her name? Selena Gomez. Is that Selena Gomez? Yeah, and, and uh, uh, James Franco. Franco, yeah. He's like the riffraff-looking like, drug dealer. <laughs> Gucci was in it. What? Uh -huh. That's wild. Okay, I need to see this movie then. I hear it's like very experimental. It's very weird. Okay. It's a... Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Who, who, who... Vanessa Hudgens. Was, oh, wasn't she in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they marketed it was genius. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie. It was how, pretty I, genius. I didn't see it when it back then when it came out. So like, yeah. how did they do it? It was very like, 
pornographic and very like, ooh, hot girls, and they're gonna get naked. Right. He's yeah. like, all right, well, what's, what's <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, clearly the movie wasn't like that, or but it's it too much like that. But then it becomes like this, like totally surreal, like mind fuck nightmare of like this spring break tr- spring break trip gone wrong oh, I gotta see this okay oh it's great yeah cause I've heard about it and just every I feel like every few months I br- someone brings up spring breakers I'm like okay I gotta, gotta see this fucking oh yeah yeah oh wild. yeah for sure but but what I was saying was like you know this past year I've been kind of chilling and, and writing more actually I'm kind of focusing on scripts like I'm working on a short right now that I'm starting to put into pre-production um, about AI um, and just because it's like a topic that fascinates me, and I feel like it's going to totally. be a huge topic in the next ten years or so, sure. maybe even five. Already, years. even almost, like Already is. is, you know, you see the yeah. videos of those like robots that are like walking and getting up and running. Oh, and, like the Boston Dynamics. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Screw that. Yeah, you, you we're all dead. We're like kicking them. We're dead. Yeah. Kick Why are you kicking? Dude, it? I just saw that shit like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like. Zzz, zzz, zzz. And then they go, boom, and then, like, falls, stumbles, and it gets back up. I'm like, okay, great. So when they watch this 20 years from now, they're going to know we were kicking them. They're going to get pissed gonna at They're going to get pissed at us, right? We're going to get an emotional reaction from a robot, bro. <laughs> they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure out some kind of algorithm to, to decode emotion, and then they're going to go, oh, yeah, fuck these humans. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Skynet. Terminator. Yeah. You those know. things can run. Yeah. You see the ones yeah. that can yeah. run? You see the ones that can jump? I didn't see the jumping oh ones. Oh my gosh, dude. If you go to the Boston Dynamics YouTube channel, which oh, I fuck. deep dive, deep dove into. <laughs> yeah, I, I dove into it a couple months ago, and I was like, whoa, one can jump, one can run, one can, like, probably swim. I don't know about that. Uh, but, yeah, the ones that can, like, traverse, like, heavy, like, uh, crazy terrain mm-hmm. or all terrain. But, yeah, but the jumping one's weird. It's, like, not really a walking robot. It's kind of like a, it's like a flip. kind of. So, it, it, it's, yeah, it's got a really powerful flipping mechanism, and it just goes, whoosh. And can land on top of a building and Damn. then continue like moving from there, which is a way to traverse wow. like you know buildings and shit. Scary shit, scary shit. Like I don't know, man. Dude, we're creating our successors. Right, right, right. Are they are they gonna serve us or succeed us? Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. and look at us. I mean, I don't know. Right. They might they might go. Wow. Yeah. Let's let's destroy these humans. But you know. Right. Just, you see that dumb that. Those dumb guys going like, just kicking. Let's show everybody that it can stand back up. I, I believe you. Trust me. I don't need to see it stand back right. up. Right. I, you've demonstrated <laughs> enough. You've made your point. Some Metal Gear Solid looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Dude. Yeah. Oh, God. So John, um, yeah. I. Um, we're definitely going to get into like all the, the film work that you've been doing uh, in the last couple of years as well as you're working on now. But before we do that, uh, we got to revisit uh, so how we initially like you know hit it off in high school uh, yeah. was VTV. VTV. Uh, yeah. VTV. Um, <laughs> we had to go there. <laughs> yeah, we. It was only a matter of time before we talked about VTV. I you, yeah, it, when you when you agreed to this, like you, you knew that we were gonna uh, just reflect on like some uh, some weird things that happened back then, but also how I was, I was important a, it was. Oh, for sure, for sure. I was a little afraid you were, you were gonna say before we get into your projects. Did you make it a great day to be a Viking oh, or some no, shit like that? No, I was gonna be like, I, Yo, no, I'm out. We left that shit in 2016. Oh, yeah, I know, right. For reasons, we left a lot of things in 2016. Right, yeah, <laughs> um, that's wild. Yeah, but um, yeah, so we we met doing VTV, yeah. uh, and was uh, it first year. Uh, no, I think you were in the other class, yeah. the, the other intro class. But we had class together yeah. uh, in like our sophomore year. Yeah. And you quickly gained traction as the pit stop with Pitcock guy. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. Yeah. The you know the where you would uh, sit our principal down and ask it's him. Kind of like this. Right. Exactly like this. Uh, and ask him what's going on with HF and it's basically in its in its political career of sorts. Like what was going on everywhere. Yo, Pitcock got canceled, bro. He did. That's he, wild. I did. I know. He got I didn't, like, yeah. did not see that coming. Neither did I, bro. Uh, Only yeah, two yeah. years away, like, <laughs> two years out from us, too. Um, I was like, what's going on? Oh, he left. 
Oh wow, he was doing what? Oh, he was uh, accused of you know right, harassing, yeah. harassing teachers. Yeah, but yeah. you know that's why you don't abuse your place of power. Um, but, uh, but for what it was worth at the time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was cool to interact with, you know, I had to, like, write a script every week. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But, you know, the, the knee slaps, you know. God. Did that, did, did that just come out of, like, one day he just did it to be funny and then it just became, like, a habit? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically what happened. Yeah. You ever, you ever, like, get a, like, did it start callousing from all the slaps? <laughs> it still hurts. Yeah. Oh it gave me permanent, uh... Knee damage. Knee, yeah. How do you get a replacement? This, yeah, this leg isn't real. <laughs> this is prosthetic leg, man. It, 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 it went gangrene and yeah. I had to cut it off. Dude, that's... Well, dude, you were like... You ran that shit, bro. You were known for that. That was like, you know, you were like... Like, the... You were a VTV star there, man. Like, and yeah, but people like uh, valued you for your charisma and your ability to like be so like uh, you know uh, engaging with even if it wasn't the principal, like anyone you would talk to in front of camera. Like you were, you know, you just had this lively, like vibrant energy that you know. Not many people have, like, that early on. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and then that all uh, culminated into uh, us standing off in our uh, VTV Senior Edition. <laughs> Dude, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, I, like, I'm so mad about the, the way, like, I, honestly, like, I think I, I, if I watched it now, I would cringe so hard. Oh, it's bad. It's Terrible. very bad, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> it was fun, but it was bad. We tr- yeah, it, it was fun. And there were some things, like, there were some, uh, like, uh, like, memorable parts. Like, when the part, like, when, ah. you're, when you're, like, screaming at me and you're like, Oh, yeah! I am HF! <laughs> I am VTV! Oh, no! That was, okay, that was dope. That was funny. But, man. but yeah, like, we, I think we tried to, like... Make it like way too like uh, plot driven and theatrical, yeah. and we just like we wrote too much like narrative into it. Um, thanks a lot, Charlie. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> Charlie. Shout out to Charlie, Charlie, very talented filmmaker, Charlie Bialbuck. Okay. I haven't uh, talked to Charlie. Before. I haven't talked to him in a long time either. I'll, I will actually uh, make a point that my, so I showed the original Indiana Slowy video, like the the original one that like Charlie made, yeah. um, our junior year. And I showed it to like my roommates in college, and now my friend Brock literally shows it to everybody, and I get so pissed that he like <laughs> still pulls that shit up because it's still on YouTube. Oh, because you know how Charlie had that. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, dude. Charlie has that that uh, the what was it the. Uh, uh, Laser Slap Productions, you know, yeah, the yeah. the YouTube channel of like all of his shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Indiana Slowy is still there. Whoa, is this the Studio of Doom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Slowy in the Studio of Doom. Okay, I'll put a, I'll put a link in it. I'll put a link to in the description so people can. Oh, that's history, see it. man. It is. No. It's history. But it is the fact that your friend still eats everybody. Yeah. It's a little much. It was okay. Yeah, he was on a date with one of my friends actually, and. It, he showed it to her on on their date, I guess, and she texted me, son of a monkey brain. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. On a date with a college friend? Like, these are all... These are college, college, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, cool. But, um, yeah, so, obviously... So, like, I guess, like, what I'm interested in, like, where you, like, initially, like, sparked an interest in doing broadcasting, working with cameras. Like, where did it kind of start for you? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> when I was, like, a kid, when I was an infant, uh, my mom, like, had me do mo- modeling and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> literally, like, you could, yeah, like, I, I can find it. If I can Damn. find it, I'll, I'll show you a picture. You can put a link. So you were, like, a, like a, you were the baby model. poster baby. Yes. Damn. I, I was, I was. I did not know that about you. I, I was not, like, you know all over the place. I had, like, there was, like, an ad she showed me of, like, a guy holding two babies and there were a bunch of babies on the ground. Probably highly unethical by today's standards, but at the time, I don't even know what the ad was for, but she says, like, that's you in the corner crying. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yep. That's me. Um, so, she got, she was, she was kind of a stage mom and my, she had my older brother's acting. She had me auditioning for a lot of stuff when I was young. And so I had a, 
an early taste of uh, entertainment, you know, acting, things like that. My parents separated, and so they kind of stopped. But I got back into it when I was like 12, 13, because she got me a camera for my 13th birthday. Or and I started making YouTube videos because I was bored. You did, yeah, you did have a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. Um, <laughs> and I intend on some point getting back to it just because I love controlling my own content. I'm actually writing a web series right now. Tell you. Um, I, I can tell you more about it later. For but, sure. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I got into making videos and contents, you know, through that, through YouTube, which was still in its early stages. YouTube was only like three, four years old at the time. Um, and then when I went into high school, I remember registering. I still remember the day I was I registered my freshman classes yeah. with my dad, and I was like, yeah. I, I asked the uh, the advisor I was talking to. I was like, I noticed your TVs in all these rooms. Like, is there a way to get on these TVs? Like, how do you do that? She's like, oh yeah, you do broadcasting. I was like, bet. And it's all bad. This is like 2010, roughly, 2009-ish. Yeah, 10. right, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, if that's, you know, I, I, I wanted to be an actor at the time. And I was like, well, cool. I'll just use this, this, this broadcast class to, you know, make stories and kind of do what I was doing on YouTube, but bring it to broadcast. The difference was when I started doing broadcast, I was putting a lot more effort into it because, mm -hmm. you know, they had slightly better equipment than the one I had at the time. And yeah. It was being showed to people and I got this instant reaction. So the stakes were higher for and me. who was also uh, teaching us was, you know, Ski. 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 <laughs> ski. Yeah. His, yeah. his first year was our first year. It was, yeah. And Ski was, like, just very, like, uh, you know... He, he was pretty authoritative, you know, uh, you know he, he liked uh, things done, yeah. he was very, like, by the like, book, he liked, yeah. solid, quality work. Right. That's what he wanted from all of his students. And yeah. those who didn't take that seriously, or those that didn't strive for excellence, right. they right. did not last. No, no, no. And it was a way for him to weed out, you know, who right. was not serious and who was serious. Yeah, he was it. just, he was a hard ass, yeah. you know? And I give, yeah. I give Ski credit. You have to have that. As much as, like, me and him definitely butted heads uh, throughout, yeah. throughout uh, high school. Like, he did, like, I feel like it was necessary discipline for me yeah. to take my work seriously right you know right, 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 and yeah. those have ended up being some of the best teachers i've had even yeah. through college too exactly. yeah they, they don't they don't let you slide no like, they're like no. what are you doing and they whip you into shape right when you need that everyone needs that mm -hmm. um, you don't like it at the time and then you always appreciate it when you're older do you remember you remember when he would always if like somebody wasn't uh like doing something in his class like he'd go up and he'd be like what are you doing I'm yeah, like, uh, yeah. oh, I like, uh, I already did my work. Like, I'm just, I'm, my partner's editing now. And he'd be like, oh, so you're just not going to do anything? Yeah. You're just, <laughs> he you're, went to the, yeah. So you're just going to sit there and not do any work? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go on the computer too. I'll help him yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, 40, it's a 45 minute class. Slowly, what are you doing? Slowly, yeah. what are you doing? Hey, Dodd. Don, what are you doing? Oh man, how Dude, is he? I tried to get Don on the show actually, but he's uh, he's on vacation right now. Okay, but hopefully we will have show. him soon. Dude, yeah, get him on the show. He's a jolly good fellow, you know. He's he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Seriously. At the time he was, I'm sure he's still still cool. is still good. still great too. Wow. But wow, ski, dude, yeah, like Ski was, uh, you know, like say what you will because he definitely. Uh, you know, grinded my gears, and I felt like he also kind of like picked on me a lot. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but at the same time, like he was a very great teacher. He's he one was. of the best teachers I've ever had. Yeah, he was great. He was he was fantastic, and um, um, he he had to teach you the rules so you could break them. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I appreciate him. You know, he and I probably didn't butt heads as much, but there were a couple times where I. He checked me. Um, well, I was, being, I think I was outwardly a tool, you know, like I, oh, you weren't that bad. Oh, I, I was dude. I, <laughs> I, I loved to impress people. That's like, I mean, that's in high school. Like that's what I cared about. You know, I cared about like fitting in and you know, I wanted to people to like, you know, I, I liked to make people laugh and what, you know, I, I was like, I mean, yeah, kids. Worked. Yeah, well, thank you. People liked you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but he also did encourage me to, like, you know, uh, he did push me to, like, do good work, yeah. you know, being an anchor. And yeah. Uh, yeah. he yeah. valued me for that, and yeah. I honestly got that out of it. Yeah, that's good. It's funny. I mean, people people remembered you. You know, I was... I people remembered you. 
Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, people would come up to me in the hallways and be like, oh, dude, you're like good for me to be. It was like being famous in this yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like, weird at first, and I kind of right. got used to it. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. man, what's up? And I appreciated it. I always appreciate people, like, remembering me, recognizing me, and going out yeah. and, you know, compliment or, you know, say mm -hmm. hi or whatever. And, um, but I was, I was saying my brother, you know, I told my younger brother, like, hey, you know, I'm going to go do this podcast thing. Uh, ben Ben Slow, you remember him? He's like, oh yeah, Ben Jammin Slow. Yeah, right. and I was like, yeah, dude, he remembers it. Oh my god, I uh, dude, I haven't like that like uh, that name of mine, Ben Jammin Slow. Like that, like that is so like like distant to me at this point. Like no one calls me that anymore. Like it's it's so weird when people call me that, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what like I was known as back then. And you would point to the screen. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so beyond, uh, like, as you progressed through the program, like, what did you start finding more about, like, what direction you wanted to go in creatively? Yeah. Um, so I went in wanting to be an actor, and, like, by the end, I kind of wanted to be uh, a director. You know, I, I wanted to be behind the scenes. And I think that th those four years at the school and taking those classes and being, you know, pushed to my limit and also pushing myself, you know, harder just because I... Like, I was working harder on the broadcast stuff than I was my own YouTube stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then when my... I had this, this web series, this, like, Airsoft web series that kind of, like, blew up on YouTube. So I began to take that more seriously. Using the skills that I, that I learned from the class. I got, I got so much better as an editor through that class. Mm -hmm. Just because I remember my senior year, I had... I got a laptop for my birthday that year, and I remember I brought it to the school just because I wanted to work on projects on the laptop and bring them home so I wouldn't have to be relegated to the uh, the cutoff, you know, because mm -hmm. at the school, the latest you could say in that edit suite was yeah. 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I want to bring my projects home because I want to put more effort into them. And so I remember at one point I was editing maybe three or four, maybe five projects at a time for the classes, for, for broadcast, and I think another like class that I was taking that was also video. Mm -hmm creation yeah. content based and like that that like boot camp kind of uh uh atmosphere mentality that i was put in kind of forced me to get, just try things and learn things and I, I learned about premiere pro through caleb thomas shout out to caleb shout thomas. out to caleb thomas he, he that's what i me. did my show on yeah dude he put me on a premiere pro i was on final cut and sony vegas iMovie. you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i was doing those but mostly final cut and sony vegas mm -hmm. and Premiere Pro, it's like, oh wait, Adobe has like a really robust editing software, and so to this day I use it. I use, I'm, I'm a freelance editor in New York. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you need to know Premiere Pro mm -hmm. uh, and, and Adobe Suite in general, and I know that because of that class. Mm -hmm. You know, I can point directly to roughly the day I, I said, okay, I'll try Premiere, and from there, you know, it just helped me immensely. Yeah. And so, so. It, it, it made me appreciate the behind-the-scenes nature totally. or, or aspect of, of filmmaking and shit like that. So mm -hmm. I, went, I went to school going, you know what? Acting's cool, but I kind of like having the creative say and, and overseeing the whole thing and directing. So I decided to focus on directing and, and kind of uh, do acting on the side. And that turned into a thing recently, but like for a while I was like definitely like directing. That's what I wanted to do yeah, for because sure. of those classes. So. Well, you also, I remember... You made like the Kanye like music videos. You yeah, did yeah, Otis. Yeah. Sophomore year with Dave Flores. Dave Flores. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that man, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I still talk to him every once in a while. He's sure. he's on he's on the West Coast now. Yeah, because he's in uh, the what the military now, isn't he? I think he was. I don't know if he is anymore. Okay. I could be wrong, but he was in the Marines. And, and, uh, oh, sure. yeah. Then you did the dark. Uh, Twisted fantasy. fantasy, yeah, you did that one. That one was cold. That was like one of the coldest productions, oh, thanks, like man. from our class, bro. Because because well, you were just like, I mean, you especially because you utilized the city, like you utilized Chicago, yeah, and like which kind not of many people were doing it, right? Time. And you were also like <clears throat> embodying yourself as Kanye, like from. <laughs> Yeah. I mean at the time, not yeah, yeah. not like he is now. Yeah. But I like Trump. Yeah, cut it. Cut it. He he stopped. So Yeah, but yeah, but you you kind of like embodied yourself as him like being from Chicago and like, you know, you were doing the yeah, you were you know doing the shot like the shots on the bridges and mm -hmm. against like the train tracks mm -hmm. and like 
You know, and you were also using like cutting edge editing, like slow motion and stuff that a lot of other people weren't quite like at that like level of like experimenting with that that you were. Right, right. right. And that was just like, didn't you you put that into state, didn't you? I did. Uh, and okay, so just to give a quick background, like I remember. I went into that video, I put in a, probably the most effort I've ever put into any project at the time into that video. Because I, I was saying to myself at the time, I want this to be the best music video this program has ever seen in its history. Period. Like, I, I was mm. like, this is going to be the best one. Um, no question about it. And I'm going to make that happen. And so I put in a fuck ton of effort into it. And I guess it showed, you know, and, and it paid off. And people really loved it at the time. And I look at it now and I go, ugh. Oh, oh, but no, but see, that's you being critical on yourself. (laughs) Anyone else, like, I mean, I'd still look at that and be like, damn, Tom was, he knew knew what the fuck he was doing back before many people did. Well, dude, I mean, it's just the, you know, thank you, first off, but it's it's, it's the, you know, the vision I had at the time, I was just like, this is going to be the best, you know, and um, I was pushing myself to to, to rise above uh, anything I've personally done. And and, again, you using the city was, something many people didn't do at the time most people's music mm-hmm. videos were like shot out here in the suburbs mm-hmm. right and so i was like no yeah. we have this beautiful city a few miles right, north of yeah. us let's use it yeah and this is chicago from chicago you know what i mean i love chicago you know it was exciting to me at the time now i'm like yeah i've been there you know I've lived mm-hmm. there for several years but at the time it was this big cool magical place to me as this wide-eyed teenager and right so i was like let's use it and got all dressed up and I had my cousin's car his BMW for it and, and uh, we drove around and I had my other cousin like help me shoot it and then I you know like you said the slow motion yeah. and I had the shot list planned out everything yeah. and then but the thing is I entered into state yes but it was like a last minute decision because I, I made another video for with, with another Kanye song um, the song Coldest Winter and it was oh, gonna, yeah. that, that was going to be more like a, a, a an experimental music video but I never I, I was looking at it like this is not going to win anything. They're not going to appreciate this. And so I decided, okay, let me enter Dark Fantasy. It's already completed. So I, you know, fix it up a little bit, entered it in, in one second place. So uh, um, compared to this, like, rock video that... <laughs> wow, wow. That is... Oh, that hit me hard. Yeah, it, it, it does that. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's got, it's got some kick. It's got some kick. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I entered into the, the State Festival along with a short film that I made. Um, dropped out a speech team to make that short film. Oh wow! Um, Damn. Um, I felt like I had gotten enough of from it, and I was like, okay, I can move on. But sure. um, yeah, that's what's what happened. They both won second place in that category, sure. which was kind of cool. That is, yeah, that was dope. First I, and only time I ever entered state. Oh yeah, I yeah, I remember like putting some me. I like I made I put something into state, but it wasn't even good. It was just sort of like. I think it was like an assignment to put like that we had to put something into state and yeah, like yeah. So me and Emily Leader made like this like uh, it was like yeah. a uh, it was like a rack focus spaced like nature video with like this upbeat like acoustic music. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it was just like spring is here and all these flowers are blooming and yeah. uh, I think I got like a B on that project, but but I mean you know it was. And then for once, an excuse to get out of school. Yeah. Going to C-Tech Fest. Yeah, C-Tech. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Yeah. It was cool. It was a fun day. You know, I remember that being a cool day. Yeah. Yeah. We had some really good times. Like, broadcasting was, like... I look back at high school and, like, that was, like... I mean, it set me on the path that I ended up embarking on. Mm. Um, nice. Pursuing nice. journalism. Nice. Nice. And, uh, yeah, like... You know, I wouldn't give any of that back. And all those shitty, horrible, terribly edited, you know, really overly dramatic acting I did. And just the... Or the complacency I had in, like, in doing any actual work while my partner did a lot of the work, like, Mm. on an assignment. Like, all that Mm -hmm. eventually did... Pay off. Pay off yeah, and yeah. click with me into like, okay, I actually do like this stuff. I do need to start putting in the work and mm-hmm. I do need to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. like, that was what I wanted to do when I went to college. Like, yeah. I wanted to be a, na- I wanted to be an anchor. I wanted to oh. go straight in the news. Yeah. Um, I joined like broadcast club at school. I started like immediately, I wanted to anchor, like, whenever I got the chance to. That's awesome. 
Do you have and any I, like, clips from what you did? Uh, you, you, they're probably deep in the archives. You can find them. Um, I did intern with like a TV station. I interned with a news station, like a radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, but then by junior year, I was just I like kind of like uh, shifted in mm-hmm. where I, like what direction I wanted to go, and I wanted to do music journalism. Oh, I wow. still loved broadcasting and. Uh, still wanted to do something with it so this gives me an opportunity to do that but yeah man like it how's that i mean we were spoiled with that program bro yeah with whfh also oh yeah like yeah like one of the most powerful radio stations i think think the most powerful high school operated radio station i think in the country uh which is probably in the world if it's in the country probably yeah in the world um which is yeah it's Mm. insane very lucky, and I, I dabbled in radio. You dabbled in radio, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, at the time, uh, and I loved that stuff too. Just talking on air and not being seen and being able to play. I love yeah. music too, you know. So uh, it's like uh, being able to be like, "All right, guys, did it a uh, cool transition? Play mm, this song." All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I remember yeah. one time I had to push the dump button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never had to push the dump button. Oh, I had to do a dump Probably. button for a while. Uh, yeah, but I think. It was it was weird. There's a this, I played the song Holocene by Boney Vare, which it's a great song, but it has like the line "You fucked it, friend." Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I remember I think I looked at Jesse and I was like, is that the f word? He's like, yeah. Ben, dump it, dump it, dump it, it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? How seems like, like what you don't? Yeah, like it, it yeah. catches you off guard. Yeah, you wouldn't have true. guessed. That's just yeah. Like Bon Iver doesn't swear often. He, he he really doesn't. So I was expecting a more raunchy mm-hmm. song. But you're right. Yeah, he does right. say he fucked your friend. Yep. So beyond uh, high school, uh, how would your career continue to flourish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I, I went to I went to college. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, not university. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, I studied film, minored in acting, and then I switched a minor to photography. Um, and then I kind of just said, "Fuck the minor. I'm just gonna do film." Um, so, but I love photography as well, and I'm actually trying to get more into it now that I'm freelancing, so I have more time to do that. But <clears throat> I made some projects in college all outside of class well sorry the first one was through class and then the other ones were either somewhat through class or outside of class completely and I made a film called The Righteous Men it was alright uh, I, was, I was a freshman I wrote it and like shot it and like made it you know cut it and everything directed it in like a month so mm-hmm. for, for a class it was supposed to be like a four minute video and it turned into like a ten minute thing because mm-hmm. I was like going to go above and beyond it was still yeah. in a HF mode and it got into a festival, this youth festival, Cine Youth Film Festival, which is like the youth subsidiary of the Chicago International Film Festival. I see, yeah. And um, I met uh, my buddy Justin, who is my current roommate, through that, mm-hmm. um, actually. Uh, he reached out to me and was like, hey, dude, I like what you did. Like, that's dope. You know, let's, let's link up. And he um, actually introduced me to a, a plethora of, like, opportunities that even to this day the dude's like still like putting me on like I, I owe that guy you know uh, he's a homie we, we, we've been kicking it and just collaborating on stuff since uh, Columbia and I actually met another good friend of mine Mason Adams uh, who's in LA now uh, he's nice. a cinematographer working out there and uh, he just directed a short film about psychedelics Not solid yeah hell yeah I've been really into psychedelics recently and like just various kinds of not taking them but like researching oh yeah they're it's really like fascinating in imagery yeah we can talk about that but we just sure to can. stay on the same you know yeah. train of thought um so i was thinking okay i'm gonna go when i when i went to college because i was interning at this film festival i was like all right i'm going to go on film sets and i'm gonna work at the apple store because it's cool and you know and then basically try to get into film and then move to la and then um uh, uh, Justin introduced me to uh, an internship at his this ad agency he was working at because he graduated two years before I did, and the in- the internship was uh, as an editor basically, and I was like, oh cool, you can get paid to do this? What? It was like a paid internship. I was like, cool. So I applied for it, I uh, interviewed for it, um, I, I got it uh, after my sophomore year, um, and I was it was a paid internship for the whole summer and nice. where I think I lived with my mom at the time so I was commuting from the south side Chicago 
and uh, I did that, and that I met some great people. Next year comes around, mm -hmm. junior year. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I need to get one more internship before I graduate at least, just to like, you know, get my foot in the door. And um, and I'm talking about internships because I think that that stuff was pretty, in a lot of ways, more valuable than the classes I mm -hmm. took, yeah. just because I met people who totally. led me to where I am now. Uh, the classes I took were cool, but the internship, so the second one I got was at Leo Burnett, um, big agency in wow. Chicago. Um, <clears throat> It was between that and OKRP, which is more of a startup agency. Sure, yeah. Um, and I, I called Cindy at OKRP and was like, hey, you know, I know you guys offered me the internship, but I'm going to have to turn it down. I'm taking one at Leo Burnett. She's like, no worries. I totally understand. She was super cool about it. was like, keep in touch with me. Reach out to me at the end of the summer. We'll still talk. Da -da -da. Um, she actually ended up going to FCB, another agency. And then hired me from FCB. Oh so wow, nice! Me calling her and giving connections, her respectful man. dude. It's yeah. all about connections, like seriously. Totally, um, man. So and the internships are the hands-on experience exactly. that the classes won't guarantee you. Exactly. You you need to know people. You need to get in these offices or these agencies or these production companies, and literally just meet people. And they'll if they, if, if you're cool and you're diligent, you keep your head. I wouldn't say keep your head down and be low key, but. You're diligent, you, you listen, you're hardworking, you're nice. It's, you have to be nice. Mm -hmm. You will be, you, you, it can take you so far mm -hmm. because that person will move to that agency, that person moves to that agency, now they know you. And now they go, oh, wow, you know, I remember Ben. He was cool. Yeah, yeah, bring him on. Mm -hmm. Boom, you're set. Awesome. So I was getting more and more into the world of advertising. Um, and someone I met at Leo Burnett referred me to a job at this agency called Blast Radius, which was bought by the agency I interned at my sophomore year, mm. after my sophomore year. Wow, it's coming full circle here. It's coming full circle. So they referred me as a content creator, and I was offered a job seven months before I graduated. I was like, cool, you all know I'm still in college, right? They're like, yeah, we don't care. I was like, you realize I'm going to miss every Wednesday for the next 12 weeks because I have three classes on Wednesdays. They're like, that's fine. Wow. Okay, cool. So I took a job, first salary, felt like a big boy. It's crazy. The, the, the week that happened, I got scammed by a guy for like $200. Uh, was being, um, just being silly. He he, he led me believe he was going to cash a check. The check was like fake check. It was a, it was a common scam, but I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Oh wow! Just being stupid, naive. Damn. Yeah, I was being naive <laughs> and frankly a little like you know I needed some money and I was like yeah. okay you know sure yeah I'll help you cash this check. I'll take you know you take your money out. That's right. The rest like why would I think that was? I tried to buy uh, concert was... tickets one time and uh, got scammed out of eighty bucks. So. Damn. See, I've been there. That shit yeah. hurt. Dude. It does, dude. Um. But financially, and just like like a blow to to the to the ego, and you you, you feel less trustworthy. You feel like, stupid. You feel stupid. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck did I let that happen? Yeah. But literally two days later, I was offered a job. So, or I was brought in to freelance, and then they offered me a job like sure. um, like a like less than a month later. So I was like, okay, well, that worked out. Um, so I, I was getting more and more into the world of advertising through the production side of advertising, um, just by being in Chicago, right? Uh, I, I tried to transfer to Northwestern. Uh, frankly, my gr high school grades weren't good enough because I was transferring kind, of, transferring kind of early. So they wanted my high school transcripts and my current college transcripts. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to get my grades up, and I did, and I retook the ACT, got a really good score on it, sent my all the transcripts, and they told me, hey, you can't apply for the film program in the winter. Sorry, where is it? You can't, you can't apply for the film program in the winter. You have to wait till next year to, to do it unless you want to apply for another major in the meantime. And I was being impatient, so I said, sure, I'll apply for English instead. I applied for that, didn't meet the qualifications because it was English, and I should have been going for film. Got denied, stayed at Columbia. Uh, at this point, I, I started dating this girl who uh, became a really integral, important part of my life, and she uh, helped me immensely in a lot of ways, but you know, I wasn't terribly appreciative you know, in retrospect, so at the time, I, was, I wasn't. Uh, and over time, I learned, but mm -hmm. you know, it was just I was inexperienced in so many ways, and so I was kind of you know figuring things out. But uh, she and I, you know, got closer, and and I stayed at Columbia, and I was taking these internships, and just kind of hustling. Mm -hmm. And I I remember thinking, telling myself at the time, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be, I want to be represented by a talent agency before I graduate college, so I don't have to scramble to do it after graduating. And um, so we, let's let's. Let's fast forward. Let's go, let's go back a little bit to junior year. This is before I had the, the, my first job. 
uh, I was taking an intro to advertising class because at this point I was like, okay, I'm going to get some experience, go into advertising, get a salary. That'll be a comfortable way to make money editing, creating stuff. And then eventually I can move over to filmmaking or do films on the side mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I took an intro to advertising class and we were going to visit a, a pretty big agency downtown Chicago called Ogilvy. And um, uh, uh, she said, if you're not there by 10 a.m., you're not going to make the tour, like the tour meet and greet kind of thing. And my Lyft driver took the long way around and we got there like 10.04. And I right, ran into the building, talked to the receptionist, was like, hey, you know, I'm here for this meet and greet thing. She's like, oh yeah, and they're in that room. Went to the room as fast as I could, door was closed. They were already doing it, it was already in session. I missed the, 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 the cutoff. And so I was like, okay, I'll sit outside and wait till they come out and then I'll join the tour. 45 minutes passed and I realized I had missed my opportunity and I'd blown it. I was kicking myself and I was like, okay, well, I left disappointed. I was like, I couldn't schmooze with anybody, couldn't network, was not going to get an internship at Ogilvy. This is before I had the internship at Leo Burnett. So things did end up working out, but I thought at the time, fuck this. And so I remember thinking, I'm just going to go visit an agent today and just go walk into their door and just knock on, and just walk into their office, knock on their door and ask to be represented as an actor. What's the worst that can happen? I'm already having a crappy day. So I, I walked into this agent that my brother was right by when my mom was auditioning us a long time ago in the, in the 90s. And so she remembered us. She remembered our family. And I knocked, I knocked on her door and I was like, hey, you know, my brother was up here in the 90s. I'm, I'm interested in acting. And she was like, Who, who's your brother? And I told her, you know, Ben, ben LeVert. She was like, oh, oh my gosh. Because he had booked a sitcom with Steve Harvey. So he was a really good child actor. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, so she brought me in, she told me, okay, she asked me like what I do, what my experience is, and she's like, okay, admittedly, you don't have a lot of experience, but we'll give you a shot, we'll let you try some print ads and commercial auditions and stuff. I was like, cool. I left so happy that day, I was like, I'm gonna go get a headshot, I'm gonna get my resume done. Went to my friend Marissa, I was like, hey, can you shoot some headshots of me? So she did that. Uh, I got those you know, ready to go, I made my little shitty resume, mm. <laughs> sent it to the agent, and they started auditioning me and stuff. And I was like, wow, I'm doing the thing that I said I was going to do, get an agent before Perfect. I graduated, getting back into acting, which made me so excited for the future. Audition for a year and a half, you know, fast forward, I'm out of school at this point. I'm working at FCB now. Um, this is my second full-time job, and I'm auditioning. I had been doing it for about a year and a half, two years, and nothing was popping off. Um, I was making music videos in school full-time at one point, uh, uh, auditioning, had, had in a relationship, and uh, working full-time. So I was doing a, a lot of shit, yeah. stressed the fuck out. School ended, still stressed the fuck out, but it was things were winding down. Mm -hmm. um, like at one point I was making like three music videos like at the same time. Damn. It was wild. <clears throat> Early 2018. Um, spending my own money on these videos, da-da-da-da. Toward the end of last year, I finally booked this show, Daybreak. And that was just, you know, it didn't like, as far as I know, it hasn't changed my life, but it's been an incredible opportunity. I met a lot of really cool actors, you know, filmmakers, you know, crew members, people, you know, cinematographers, etc. you know, who who hopefully will be good connections one day. You mm -hmm. never know. You never know where oh, someone's connection. What was your role in the, in the show? Uh, I played this, uh, this golfing, this golfer teen named Barry Kirkwood. Uh, and so, um, there are five of us, there are five golfers, and it's like a post-apocalyptic high school dramedy, so you have, you have cliques and, you know, jocks and all these da-da-da-da, and we, we were like, we were jocks, but we were like, these whack motherfuckers who were like, <laughs> we thought we were more badass than we actually were, uh, exhibit A, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so it was really fun and just comedic, dark humor, nice. um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that was, I, I had four episodes, and then they gave me three more, and I had seven, and then they gave me another one, so I had eight episodes, and I went from my character being killed off to my character being kept alive, so that was really promising. Uh, the show did not get renewed for a second season, so that's that's over. Um, but it's the opportunity was incredible, and hopefully it leads to more stuff. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't think that acting was even remotely possible. I was about to give up on it, actually, and just tell my agent to stop submitting me on things and kind of give me a break because I was so stressed and I'm so glad I didn't because that led to this the show and the show has led to other opportunities probably indirectly for sure and hopefully at some point more directly um, 
because you know I, I'm still auditioning. I'm still I'm, I'm getting some requests to be to send mm -hmm. in some self tapes. Um, I may have to be in LA if I really want shit to really pop off. But for the, for now, I think the self tapes will be sufficient. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, just we'll see, we'll see where that goes. What brought you to New York then? Job opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, there was a full time job. Justin was quitting his job. Oh, salary, right, yeah. and he was like, "Hey, I'm quitting this. I can refer you. You're the only guy I know who does all, has the same skill set as me. I want to try for it." And you know, I went there on a whim um, and tried it and got the job. And you know, I worked there for like six, seven months, and recently quit so I could freelance, so I could have more time to audition um, for stuff. Because mm -hmm. like, I love advertising, but it's not where my heart is. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I love yeah. editing. It's not where my heart is. I love editing. They're temporary things yeah. or things that. Mm. You will totally do like, uh, yeah. you know, as uh, you know, in, in the meantime to yeah. continue like developing your craft exactly. in as many ways as possible. Developing craft, meeting people, making money, paying rent. Yeah, right? that, exactly. I, I'd rather do that than be, you know, um, than like move to LA and have to like wait tables. And not that I'm above that, but I just don't. I don't think I could mentally do that. I couldn't do that very long. It it's would be put, way it, too demoralizing. To yeah, it, I mean, it puts you in a different headspace than yeah. what you're used to. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Like I, I come from a salaried job as an editor, as a content creator. You know, it's like I, I couldn't go to LA and start busting tables. Mm -hmm. I would, I would lose my motivation to. Right. I, I'd lose sight of what I came there for. Mm -hmm. I feel like, unless I got really fucking lucky, but you never know that. So I'd rather be a freelancer and then be able to fly to LA whenever I need to, or maybe stay out there for you know extended period of time and go from there. Um, I do plan to move out there at some point, though. Mm -hmm. But I think New York is fine because it's got tons of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm not terribly worried about it. Yeah, still thriving industries for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a good city, great city. Yeah, I've only been once. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That was like three years ago, but I definitely need to spend more time this coming year. Yeah. Uh, I do plan on uh, visiting LA for the first time because I've Ooh. never, never been out there. Like, yeah, I mean, I went as a baby, but like that doesn't count. Like, I want to like go and you know see just yeah. you know experience the environment. Yeah, you should one hundred. And if you ever come through to New York, you can crash in my place. I got an air mattress, so feel free to. Absolutely, John. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you up on that man. for sure. For sure. You know, um, just let me know. Yeah. So going into twenty to twenty twenty. Uh, going into 20. Going into 20. The big 20. <laughs> the big 2-0. Um, so, yeah, going into 2020, I guess, like, mm -hmm. what are some immediate as well as long-term goals you have that you want to, uh, you know, see forward uh, in the coming year? Huh. I would like to book something else. I, uh, I feel like I keep getting my hopes up about various auditions that come my way, and I go, I'm perfect for this role. I, sh I gotta book this. It literally describes me. And, you know, I, I send it in, and I got a call back recently, you know, at one point in, you know, uh, downtown Manhattan, but, like, it didn't lead to anything. You know, And the mm -hmm. thing is, like, you don't hear anything when they don't choose you. You hear nothing. You know, no. feedback, nothing. So mm -hmm. you're like, man, like, I I'm starting to get to the point where I'm definitely going to keep pursuing it this time. Because last time I, I felt like, man, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Like, you know, last year. But now I'm like, okay, I definitely can do this, but it's just a long game. It's a waiting game. It's patience. Mm -hmm. And I know there will be more roles. So I would like to book something else, hopefully substantial, that can um, hopefully change the direction of my career and I can start acting regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it may not happen in 2020. It may not happen, you know, 2021. But I will keep doing it until it, you know, it does happen. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, it's persistency. That's the thing about acting is that you know you can kind of do it at any age, which is nice. Unlike rapping, where you kind of like you kind of need to be younger mm -hmm. to be in your prime as a rapper. Yeah. You don't have to be, but helps. It definitely plays into your advantage there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said you're working on a little web series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a dark comedy uh, about like. And, uh, it, it's like an exaggerated, over-corporatized America. So oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super so, cool. yeah, yeah. So I'm writing that now. Uh, I'm like pushing myself to just fucking sit down and just write the damn thing, and then I'll go and revise it later and give it to friends who I, you know, whose whose opinions I trust, and I can even send it your way if you want to check it out and just let me know. Oh, give, yeah, me some, give me some notes on it. Totally. And I'm just rewriting that, and then we'll go from there. It could be a web series. It could be like an episodic thing. Um, 
yeah. So we'll, we'll see where it goes, but nice. I'm definitely writing that now. Like yeah. out of the way. Yeah, you've you've got a you've got a lot of juices uh, flowing, man. You've got a you've got your you've got your hand in a, a, a lot of uh, you know outlets and efforts that you know keep you very busy. Clearly, you know you always have something to work on, mm-hmm. and it's awesome, man. Yeah, like yeah, I. I'm always working on this, and it feels great to always have something to do. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel like work. No, no, and no. that's that's the thing. I you have to, I, I wouldn't say I envy the, you know, the man who finds you who can who can do what he loves for a living because I am. You know what I mean? Like I I don't really feel like I'm working, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is nuts. Like if if for anybody watching, like if you if you can find something that you love doing and you can find that find a way to monetize that and turn that into a living. You will never work a day in your life. That's that part. You will never work a day mm-hmm. in your life. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. And it's 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 a goal worth working toward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And you're gonna learn a lot about yourself doing that. You're yeah. gonna learn about a lot about yeah. your boundaries, and yeah. 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 it is gonna take. It's gonna be a grueling process. Yeah. It it's been about a year since I started doing this, and you know. I'm still barely scratching off any money off of doing what I do, you know? It was, that's the thing. Everybody is just kind of fucking around until they hit gold mm-hmm. and then boom, it blows up. Like, mm-hmm. who knew Joe Rogan, the UFC guy, could do... I love watching this shit. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? The guests he brings on, yeah. like, this is this can be that. Oh, yeah, If man. you just hit your, your niche or just get some interesting guests on... He's inspired me a lot with my like guest palette for sure. That's dope. But get interesting people. If mm-hmm. you get interesting people, I will watch them. You know what I mean? Because like I love listen, and I love listening to people talk. Mm-hmm. And, and that guy can talk to anybody. Like, yeah. And I feel like you can do the same for sure. So you know, keep keep doing it. Like it, me and him got to do a podcast. We'll do Joe Rogan and me. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy and Joe Rogan yeah. talking about psychedelics. Yeah, he's gonna ask me if I've tried DMT, and I'll be like, DMT room? "Be like, no, dude, <laughs> I haven't tried." It. You see that? You see that video on YouTube where it's like Joe Rogan interviewing Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's funny. They're yeah. talking about drugs the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, this is amazing. Whoever cut that is amazing. That is incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, dude. Um, uh, no, I learned a lot about myself moving to New York. A lot. Um, and I, I hopefully can learn even more going forward. And I know you've been talking about, you know, mental health and you know things of that sort very recently. And I commend you on Thank that. You. Like that's, it's hard to do that because mm-hmm. I I, I, I um, uh, have family members with mental health issues, and it's hard mm-hmm. watching someone you, you love and care about. You can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're you're you know cognizant enough to not be debilitated by it, which is mm-hmm. good. It's really good, but but also like aware enough to like spread the word about it and make Absolutely. make it less stigmatized. That's great. That's Thanks, wonderful. Bro. So appreciate it. I yeah. love brother. That's yeah. awesome, and I I you know I just want to help one person. Yeah, one one. That's all it takes <laughs> for sure. All right, John. Well, uh, this is great, man. Uh, covered some great ground. It's yeah. like I said, I'm mesmerized by your creative drive. Uh, you've always had it in you. You had it in you, like you know, before any of us you know, took, had any concept of, like, taking this seriously, you know, mm-hmm. like, whether it was from broadcasting in high school, you know, watching your work that you've done through college, and now you're in a, in New York, you're on a Netflix, you, you're like, that's, dude, that's just, like, it's a, hard to believe. very, it's very, yeah, it's, com- it's incredibly commendable, man, you have, like, a really impressive, uh, resume of work, so, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to, you know, same where it continues taking you. And then we'll do it again. Hell yeah. We'll do we'll this do again. again. <laughs> this is dope. Hell yeah. I man. love I love seeing this shit. Like seriously, if you need anything from me, if you wanna crash in New York, you got an opportunity out hey. there, you need a place to stay for a bit, let me know. Hell yeah. Uh, and we'll be back on the show. We will. So John, uh tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh damn! I didn't see that coming. Yeah. These are my closing questions. <laughs> they throw people off. Oh shit! That threw, you saw it through me. Um, what keeps me up at night? Huh? 
AI. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, oh. Yeah, it keeps Elon Musk up at night. Yeah, it sure, it sure does. Uh, uh, but more specifically, me. people kicking robots. <laughs> yeah. Don't kick robots. It's Don't. not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, no, what keeps me up at night? Um, where things will lead. I think that's been on my mind most often recently. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting, you know, as we get older, I'm tw I just turned 24 as well. I'm thinking, you know, am I making the right decisions? Am I on the right path? Am I in the right city? Am I meeting around the right people? I think that's something I'm constantly thinking about. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you move from your comfortable environment, you know, Chicago, to somewhere new, everything you knew about yourself, everything that was keeping you stable, is kind of changes around you. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> it's 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 humbling mm -hmm. to be in a new place and you know have to start from scratch in a way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I think you know me thinking about what decisions I'm making and hopefully, you know, succeeding, I think that's key. Yeah. yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's real. I, yeah. That weighs down on me as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, uh, yeah. what puts you to sleep, though? Hmm. I mean, you work really hard. I'm sure, like, you just, just get... Tired. Yeah, you just get drained. <laughs> yeah, just honestly, just being tired, Loki, it puts me to sleep. I've been going to sleep at, like, 11. I'm like, oh, God, am I getting old? 11? Right. That's you're right. Thanks for being on the show, man. Absolutely, man. John Lavert, yeah, John Lavert. Uh, was it uh, Blackstone Avenue? Yeah, Blackstone Avenue. Uh, at Blackstone Av on Instagram. Check it out, uh, and watch Daybreak. I still have to watch it too, actually. For sure. Check it out. <laughs> cool. uh, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Follow your dreams and uh, don't give up. Like that's such a simple thing to say, but like, you know, don't just persistency, devotion. Oh, humility, those are all things that go into don't giving up. Be the last guy trying, they'll have to pick you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. <laughs> Thanks for watching, yeah. Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Cool.